Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Blue Singer podcast. I'm your host, Blue Singer, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Canada CFOs, which provides part-time CFOs, fractional CFOs, interest CFOs to organizations and companies. And um, I love podcasting, so I have an incredible, incredible guest uh, guest, uh, guest today on the show. And welcome to the show, Jennifer Sabaris. I'm going to tell you that I get it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because I was like, who up the names? Okay. Uh, we're going to have some fun. Anyways, I just want to talk a bit about, uh, a bit about, a bit about Jennifer. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of Simplify Supply Chain Solutions. She's in, she's been in the logistics and delivery space for many, many years, almost 20 years. And congratulations, it's coming up to your 10th anniversary at Simplify. Congratulations. One thing pretty cool, she, I learned this, she is a, uh, a very big, passionate motorcycle, loves motorcycle enthusiast. Uh, she owns four motorcycles. And that's very, very cool and awesome. And uh, she's going to share a bit more about her story in a moment. And she's very passionate and an advocate for women in transport operations. Uh, very passionate about that. And uh, and she's an expert in this area. So we're going to learn a lot. There's a lot to learn. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for such a great introduction. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. So what's what's your story? Okay. So you have, you know, I like always start the way. So you, you, you motorcycles when you were when you were a teenager got it. So now we're 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 fast forwarding years later, and you're the CEO of this uh, tremendously successful company. How, 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 walk us through. Well, um, yeah. So so I've got a love of bikes, and it's it's actually funny because my love of motorcycles um, and and what I learned um, with with riding motorcycles at such a young age. Uh, I got my first dirt bike at seven. Um, and one of the biggest things is to always uh, to look where you want to go. That's the fundamentals of, of riding a motorcycle is look where you want to go. So um, so I kind of fell into transport. Um, I went to school for nursing and wow. um, yeah. And, uh, you know, great, uh, great, uh, had a great time, uh, but it just wasn't for me. Uh, I have a lot of friends that were that are still nurses and, and it's a great career, but it just wasn't for me. And, um, and so I kind of stepped away and, and kind of was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, I kind of fell into uh, a job at an engineering company and where I was sitting and I was just doing admin where I was sitting, I was close to the receiving doors and I would see these, you know, the drivers come in and, and talk to the receiver and leave. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. I don't know why I just, I thought it was the coolest thing. And so, um, so yeah, so I went to this like uh, this agency and and uh, and kind of got a job uh, with one of the largest transportation companies at the time, um, and started as a dispatcher, which is entry level, and I just fell in love with it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I loved the uh, the fast pace of it. I love um, you know the just. logistics. It's either you love it or you hate it. It caught and- you, <laughs> yeah. Because it is fast paced. I think it's pretty stressful. Yeah, it is. And you know what? And here's the thing for somebody like me, I just I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, just the way that my mind works. I like problem solving. Um, and so yeah, so I worked my way up um from a dispatcher. Um, and I strategically moved every few years. Um, so eventually I became the VP of operations and 
through that went through, you know, as a dispatcher to a supervisor, manager, senior manager, director, all the roles in between. And, um, and yeah, and I just, uh, as much as I loved it, uh, I found that there was a lot of red tape, uh, anywhere that I went. It was, um, yeah, there was just a lot of red tape and, and not a lot getting done. Um, in my opinion. And so for me, I, uh, I went away on mat leave and I was asked to come back, uh, quite quickly after, um, probably about three to four months after. And, and anybody that knows me, that's not shocking because of the type of person I am. Um, and so I actually decided to go back about six months after. Um, and it was interesting because when I went back, I literally walked into the same meeting I left six months before. <laughs> Nothing had been done. The same meeting notes, the same, yes, we're going to check up. And so for me, it was very, um, it was eye-opening to me. And so for me, I, I remember kind of going, okay, and kind of saying like, you know, what, what's what been going on over the time that I've been gone? And again, it was a lot of just red tape, red tape. And, you know, logistics, yes, is complicated, but at the end of the day, like we're moving stuff from point A to point B. It shouldn't take six months to, to organize a plan uh, and implement it. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I called my husband and I said, you know, I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to quit my job. And my husband said to me, he goes, well, okay, uh, I'll make you some grilled cheese and mushroom soup. And when I, when I get stressed out, that's why I eat grilled cheese and mushroom soup. And I said, no, seriously, I'm going to, I think I'm going to quit my job. And at the time I was making, you know, a great salary and, and all this fun stuff. And he just said to me, he goes, do you think you can do it? And I said, yeah. I, I do. And he goes, okay, come home, have some, uh, some food and give yourself a two year plan. And that's awesome. Know, yeah. So, so then I quit great support. Great support. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and here's the trick. What I think a lot of, I think it's really important for, for anybody that wants to get into their own business is I thought, because I'm, you know, I love transport. I'm great at transport that it would, I get customers right away. And it took me almost two years to get a customer. Yeah. And in that time, I went through all the, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, was this the right move? Because again, you're starting your own business, you're taking your own money and you're, you're betting on yourself. And, um, and so I thought, okay, I had to kind of change the strategy a little bit because I was going after kind of small and medium sized companies and, and I just wasn't getting any traction. And originally I started as a consultant. Um, and so one of the questions we kept hearing was that they needed some help with the transport side of it. And so I said, okay. So the first <laughs> person that gave me a, a shot, um, it was for delivery. And I thought, you know what? I called my sister and I said, we're going to rent a van and we're going to do this delivery. And she was, bless her heart. <laughs> she was all for it. And that was our first delivery. And then I started going after these massive customers because the small and medium sized guys weren't touching me. And so I went after these big customers. And so my first contract was with like an international company. And I just simply said to them, like, we're good at what we do. Give us a shot. Give us two routes to start with. We yeah. will knock it out of the park. If we're not good, don't pay us. And, uh, and that turned that's a good, into, that's a good guarantee. <laughs> well, it's true, right? Like you, that's you a good guarantee. Walk. Yeah, that's good. That's you can't and be so, yeah. yeah, and so uh, they gave us a shot. Started with uh, with one route, <laughs> did that route really well. Started with two and went up to forty seven. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I so, love it. Yeah. And then so throughout there, we just, uh, yeah, just kind of strategized on how we were going to do it and really stayed under the radar uh, so that our, our competitors couldn't gobble us up. Um, and so now we're just at a point where, you know, we, we just kind of started saying hello in 2020 to people. And wow, wow, wow. And here we are. So, yeah. You're going game. So you start out with one person. Your sister was the second employee. Is that, is that how it worked? I don't know. Maybe your husband yeah. was in there too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so how many employees you got today? Uh, so we have over uh, we have over 47 employees today. Congratulations. Congratulations. Did it Thank come you. with all the emotional highs and lows? Uh, you ever think, I'm an imposter? Nobody's going to Have you been through all that nonsense? Well, it's, you know what's I, interesting yeah. is Simplify grew to over 100 employees. Wow. Uh, and I we I strategically about two years ago brought it back down because it just it really taught me a few things that growth is great but we still wanted to keep our quality yeah. while we grew and most importantly our culture and what we stood for. Culture. Good, um, so I, I really learned about myself with that, um, and so that was that was very very important to me and so we really focus on kind of like the the quality side of it good for you good um and and one of the biggest things of, of starting your own business like it's it's crazy like it's fun and i love it but you know this is this is real world and and yep. you know you have people that come to they trust you they entrust that you know simplify is going to be here and and 25 years from now and 50 years from now. And, and that's my goal is, is to ensure that that. That's good. Possible. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you something because I, I'm going to bring up like, like I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you a bit on something. Cause when I, when I choose, like I'm not in the field of, of your field, like I don't typically use your services. I, it's more products and food companies and CPG and product-based companies that use the, 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 the product, the, your services, right. Which are delivery of uh of, of refrigerated and non-refrigerated products yeah, yeah okay okay so when i when i'm in business and i and i choose and i choose i say well and a client would call me up how do i how do i choose a provider i said well you call a few whenever's the cheapest you just use them you know <laughs> yeah. am i out to lunch i mean uh well, I think, you know, I think there's different variables with that. Yeah. I think depending on the size of the company and, and kind of where you're at, it really does. Sometimes the cheapest is the best. Yeah. Um, I would disagree with that sometimes. But, um, you know, you really want to find a provider that's going to share your goals. Um, you know, whether your goals are same day. Um, what does that look like? Uh, you know, is it next day? Um, what does your what's your provider's backup plan? You know, you're interviewing these providers as well, these yeah. deliveries as well, right? So what's your backup plan? Do, are you asset-based? Do you do you uh, source your product out, or, right? Like if I give you my box, is that going to your employer? Is that going to somebody else's employee and somebody else's warehouse? And then, you know, so that's that's something to really ask, right? Is, okay. um, you know, how do you prevent damage and loss? What is your percentage of, of damage and loss product? Do you have your own vehicles? Do you right? So what's your what's your uh what's your process if a tire blows? What's right? So it, it's asking those questions as well. So it comes down to like what the fit is. You know? That's right. What's yeah. the fit? Are there common are there common like would you see and I'm using the food industry as an example because I because uh, that's just personally I, I do a lot of work in that space. Um so if I'm a food company, 
and I'm delivering and I want to deliver to all these retailers. Are there are usually are they usually like like hey, these are the three or four questions I should ask. Are they usually yeah? yeah? So do you do multi-stop? Uh do you do multi-stop deliveries? I got it. Okay. You multi-stop. Right. And that's do you, yeah, do you do multi-stop deliveries? What's your delivery success rate? How often are you, are you seeing damages? Or or how quickly will it get there if it's a pair of how quickly will will you make the route? Yeah, how how quick is it going to be? Right? Is it? Are you looking? Do they do same day? Do they do next day? Is it two days out? Um, and I think the biggest one, especially for the the food product and, and and alcohol as well, is is asking like, what's your damage? Like, what is the percentage of damages? That's a good one. That's a good one because that can be very costly. It right. Can be very very costly. Interesting. That's a good one. That's a good one. So let's talk. So let, so what are they? What are the? Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. So what are the trends? What are some of the key trends that you're seeing out there today, and how does one deal with them? Like some of the key trends in, in, in from a from the from the relation from the partnering relationship. What are what are some of those? Um, I think I think being sure that uh, you know some of the trends that we see is, is a lot of uh, like three a third party, right? So a lot of these technologies that. Um, uh, there's a few of them out there where you just put it in and there's a whole bunch of, you know, delivery providers that come up and you select one and go and they pick up. Um, so I've seen that kind of as a, as a trend and I see it a lot more. Um, I think it's be mindful of, of uh, ask the same questions of, of, of those customer people yeah. as well, right? Because especially with those technologies, it's like, okay, so if a damage happens, can you even get a hold of somebody? Right? Is it because everything's done online, right? So do they do they have a customer service? What's their policy if something breaks? Um, you know, what's what's the average of how often they're actually getting there on time? What's their on time uh, delivery success rate? Right. So as a consumer, you should still be asking these questions as you're with your partner because at the end of the day, whether it's on a computer or whether it's on a phone call or whatever, it's a partnership. And they're exactly, exactly, the exactly. Right. And your product yeah. is the most important thing to you. So you really want your, your partners to be aligned with that as well. And not just that, it's, it's the alignment of the end user as well. Let's say it's a grocery store. I'm using it as an example. It's 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 there. If there's a problem, they're not going to blame the shipper, the delivery. They're going to blame you. I mean, right. right. So you got to make sure that's uh, so important. So I'm going to bring up one that uh, that comes up in, in our business quite frequently, which is inflation, you know. Um, what are you seeing? In, what are you seeing in terms of inflation? Because again, that that is how is is that? Is, I'm going to assume it affects your industry too. Is that a fair statement? Or uh... do you? Yeah, it, it does. Um, what we see with that, and, and some of the some of the solutions that I've seen some of our customers make is um, sometimes it's going directly to your customers. Um, sometimes cutting up middle. Like again, some people need to be in, in, in certain. Um, uh, businesses but um you know we do see some customers trying to um you know obviously getting their customer to their product a little bit quicker yeah. um that can you can then see kind of a turnaround where they're actually ordering a lot quicker um there's always going to be um you know pain points when it comes to to operations you know transportation is, is one of the highest costs operations costs yeah. Um, and so it's just trying to um, get the right carriers, make sure that you are getting the right prices. Because, again, sometimes it's not just about 
the price. Sometimes for some customers, it's good just to go with the, the cheapest guy. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, paying a little bit more is actually a little bit ROI, better ROI for, uh, for what you're getting. Um, so I think really just looking at the providers that you have, um, making sure that there's no, um, you know, backend accessorial costs or hidden fees. We tend to see those. Yeah, ask your, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ask your yeah. providers about fuel surcharge. Ask them about weight charges. Ask them about damages. What's the percentage you get back if they damage their product? Ask all of those questions because they should be able to tell you that information right off the bat. Interesting, interesting. Eh? So that helps. So that that helps in, in terms of the the inflationary part. It's knowing those things. But the ultimate thing is, I guess it is what it is. You know, we're in a inflationary world, and and it's it's all organizations have to figure out a way to add more value, mm-hmm. uh, and add more value. And it sounds like your organization has it locked down. You know, <laughs> if I understand correctly, you know what I mean? It has a lockdown. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, we we do try to 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 be aligned with our our partners and and make sure that we focus on that partnership. Um, And I think it's really important that consumers know, uh, or the customers know that they can ask these questions. doesn't matter if you have one employee, zero employees, thousand employees, you need to ask these questions of your your partners. What is it going to cost me? What is the actual price? What is my base price? And then what are my other prices? And how are you going to work for me? How can you help me? Do you have return pickups? Can I see my PODs? There's a lot of grocery stores for the CPG folks. There's a lot of grocery stores that require their paperwork be sent, right? So sometimes the electronic signature is great, but do you have not just electronic electronic signatures? Does your your application uh, have pictures? Because for some uh, grocery stores, you need a picture of the grocery store's paperwork. And is that partner that you have going to deliver those hard copy of the the uh, invoices that we got pictures of to back to your location within the week so that you can then get your money back for the products that you just gave, right? So it's having a partnership that uh, really understands what your needs are and they should adjust accordingly. That's just well, my philosophy. Oh, we're going to end the podcast really soon. I want to ask something you mentioned earlier that you have a lot of passion for women in, in transportation operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously you're an advocate. You're you're by act by your actions you're an advocate. You know because you moved into leadership and entrepreneurship. What how has that evolved over the years, and what are the challenges? Are they, you know, can, are, can you share what the? Uh, yeah, and I can only speak to my experiences. I think sure, yeah. um, you know I've worked for uh, a few different companies and they've been great. But I think I think when it comes to women's issues and and really just really looking at who, where are women above the manager, senior manager, director roles? What's the opportunities that they have? Um, And I think, uh, you know, and you hear that cliche, right? Being able to sit at the table is very true, right? What opportunities, uh, what can I do to make a difference for something that I'm very passionate about? And I'm a very big believer of if you don't, you know, if if you don't see it, then, then create it. Right. Uh, you know, still to this day, I get asked, you know, is there a lot of women that own their own transport companies, asset based transport companies? There's a few out there, but there needs to be more and there should be more and there should be opportunity for more. And that just doesn't just go into being an entrepreneur, but fundings, fundings from the banks, right, for to help 
you know, uh, women be able to start up uh, projects. I was lucky that um, when I started my business, I started, it was cash in hand that I'd saved. Um, so we didn't get loans. Bootstrap, bootstrap. Yeah, bootstrap. Yeah. And uh, if you see a lot of, I'd love to see more funding um, for, for females, not just in technology. That's great. But like women in of every kind. Other, others, others. Fundings yeah. for women in yeah. business. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, and I think, yeah, but like you said, right by my actions every day, it's really important to me to to show that there's there's females in leadership roles, that there's female of color in leadership roles. Um, I mentor uh, women of all ages, not just young women, but of all ages. Um, and yeah, it's really important to me. So, you know, one of the biggest things is to be able to grow simplify so that I have that, I have that, uh, what's it called? The, uh, I can walk the walk and say, listen. Exactly. Yeah. You lead right? by example. You lead by example. So exactly. good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, leadership. Yeah. Well, 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 look, this has been very, very, that's a whole other topic, by the way, we can talk about, uh, because we can talk about that forever. No, it's, I'm excited about stuff like that. It's so important. I mean, what's life all about other than diversity, inclusion, equality? What's it all about, right? And I'm sure there's obstacles. There's the obstacles that that women face in in that year industry. That, uh, you know, that, that, um, that's what we can talk about. But we limit this to 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jennifer, this has been awesome. Is there anything else? So before we end, so if somebody wants to get hold of you at Simplify, Mm -hmm. and I want to share exactly what's it. Can you just talk for a moment, just for a minute? What exactly? What's what's a sweet spot client for your for your organization? Because once they hear, I want to talk about you and help you. And what's a sweet spot client that should that should reach out to you? Uh, you know, we see a lot of uh, like CPG that require refrigerated deliveries. Yeah. Uh, so whether it's home delivery or directly to the stores. Um, yeah, that that's, tends to be our, our sweet spot. So we've seen that the refrigeration has really helped a lot of our customers uh, and customers that want to get their product there same day uh, or next day. We focus on same day. We have one of the largest same day delivery zones uh, across Ontario. Um, our delivery success, I spoke about it before. So over 4 million packages delivered last year alone wow, uh, with a 29.87% wow, wow. delivery success rate. So Good for you. Good for you. Very I love data. Good yeah, for you. That's great. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That is fa- that is fabulous. Thank you so much. So everybody, when you need uh same day delivery in Ontario food, uh no excuses, call Jennifer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's it. Bottom line. Jennifer, this has been very, very insightful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you. It's been an honor to have you. And uh and I wish everybody were ending the. Is there anything else you want to mention that we didn't we didn't say before we sign off? Anything else no. that I didn't ask? Or I just think anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur, they should uh, should definitely bet on themselves. And right. anybody that's looking that's for okay. a delivery partner, make sure you ask a ton of questions. There's no wrong question. So yeah, yeah, the entrepreneur side is really uh, that can really do from personal experience, and it can do a number on your emotions. It really. It really, because because at the end of the day, you you stop believing yourself. You gotta. It, it there's a real head game that goes into it, you know. And uh, surrounding yeah. yourself with the right people, right? You can exactly. There's always 
there's always peaks and valleys with any business and, and just making sure again, betting on yourself and knowing what you can do. And exactly. Tomorrow's another day. So hundred yeah. percent. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Bye-bye everybody.